and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week, we forget that the school holidays have already ended, significantly ruining the financial success of this, our super family-friendly special. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Or we would, except it's been... Quite a long time yeah. since our last box office release, and there's obviously a good reason for that. Yeah, look, I mean, we, I think, in terms of the re- release schedule, you would have seen that the last film, Bite, or the podcast yes. at least about that, uh, only came out recently, but that was recorded uh, several months ago. We yeah. have spent oh, I, 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 months, there's, 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 yeah, it's in, been a while. In, in election hell. We'll, we'll yeah. just we'll put it that way. Yeah. It, it recently sort of came to light that maybe me being CEO and venture capitalist. Chairman and, and co-founder. P- potentially those roles were maybe, as you put out, a lot to bear for one person. Yeah. And maybe we should start to try and maybe redistribute yeah. the... Uh, the uh, the responsibility absolutely and and myself as vice president co-founder and primary shareholder of uh, movie film studios really was the one that pushed forward to start redistributing these roles more equally amongst the uh, executive staff yeah. here at movie film studios so basically we put every single role up for a vote yeah. including co-founder CEO, yeah, exactly chairman vice I, president i really didn't know what presidential primaries were yeah i, I heard them talked a lot about in uh, in american elections yep. but i just thought you know and to be honest i didn't do a lot of research yep and as the results showed yeah. it, it really bit me in the ass it really did would you like to list your credentials now yeah so i am now uh chairman uh i am ceo president vice president co-founder the other co-founder and venture capitalist for Movie Film Studios. Uh, I retain all the roles, all the executive roles in the company now. Isaac, you are now effectively an intern. Yeah, I mean, and that is really only by the grace of you that you've granted me <laughs> I that have, position. Yes, yes. Normally, we, I mean, back when I ran things, yeah. we wouldn't allow interns to be sitting in the recording booth exactly. as we, as yeah. you know, the, the, co- the two co founders discussed film ideas. Now, obviously, you being those two co founders. But, but it is a new age. It's like when Disney got rid of Jeffrey Katzenberger and put in Bob Iger or whoever is running the company nowadays. Gone is the whole you know, my way of the highway ruling of Jeffrey Katzenberg. And now we bring in a new era of openness, transparency, and redoing every single film we've got in our back catalog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we going to re-release like a, a live action version of Adventure yes, Children? All <laughs> oh, right, okay. So every live action film we've done, we will now do the 2D animated 2D version. 2D hand-drawn animated and, version. And vice versa. So okay. I think the three 2D animated uh, films that we have will now be live action, right. but not real live action, CGI live action. And they, they'll, they'll come and go at the movies without anyone really yeah, noticing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, uh, Aladdin apparently came out and went. Apparently. And I just didn't, I didn't notice. I think yep. The Lion King's Lion out King, at the yep. moment. The kind of films that get three stars from The Guardian and say stuff like, resplendent but pointless. <laughs> <laughs> it's the school holidays. What else are you going to do? Exactly. And as I've said, uh, the school holidays have already passed. So we really, uh, we've kind of missed the boat. But I think, I'm, I'm going mean, to chalk that up to an intern mistake. We're, uh, uh, <laughs> we're treading new ground. I kind of feel as though every studio puts out their family-friendly films around the school yeah, holidays, yeah. which is really just opens up this wide runway of, of <laughs> the rest of the year where, yeah, where studios right. like us can just, you know, graze yeah. freely yeah. by putting out our family-friendly films. I think, you know, kids can see movies on a school night. It's fine. You know, 
Just yeah, uh, exactly. And Netflix has really opened up the door for yeah. it. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be like you know taking kids to the movies yeah. in the middle of the day like they do during the school holidays. Exactly. Netflix is for any time. Not even net. Mafuzu would it? Just sit him in front of that. Exactly. Hours and hours and on end, and all the amazing films that go on there every single day. You'll be set for life. Anyway, let's move on to this week in trailers. And first trailer for you in this family-friendly special is Spies in Disguise, directed by Nick Bruno and Troy Quayne, and starring Will Smith, Tom Holland, and Ben Mendelsohn. Let the beat drop. It worked. Subject appears disoriented. Oh, Walter, what did you do? Pigeons are everywhere and nobody notices them. It's the most perfect form a spy could take. Unbird me right now. Stop, girl, seriously. So this is from Blue Sky, I believe. Blue Sky, it owned by Rio? 21st Century Fox, which is now owned by Walt Disney Pictures. <laughs> All right, okay, great. So it's... <laughs> Possibly just another arm of Pixar at this it, stage. Apparently, but the, yeah. The only Blue Sky films I really remember are the, the Blue Parrot, Rio, and Rio 2. Yep. Uh, I saw the um, the one of the Dr. Zeus ones, the one with the elephant. Horton, here's a who. All oh, right, it's Blue Sky as well. Fine. What about the Lorax? No? I haven't seen the Lorax, no. no. But Horton, here's a who was uh, There's a certain stage where all these animation studios become very difficult to distinguish. Yep. Um, uh, even though I think Pixar's put out a film, uh, what was that called? Uh, Onward. Onward. The one that's where, coming out, yeah. Where they look more like DreamWorks-style characters. Yeah, or, or concepts as well. And they they all kind of look like weirdly stylized humans slash animals. Uh, this is basically Will Smith is the most debonair and suave secret agent of them all. Yep. Uh, he can jump into a moving car that's doing a spinning thing yeah, as it's, as it's exactly. driving away yeah. from an explosion. Explosion. He just ducks and dips and dives out of the ways of henchmen trying to punch him and does yep. a... Very meticulously fluid. placed karate chop to the neck he can yep. jump out of a moving jumbo jet and yep. and deploy his squirrel gliding suit and yep. land on the ground and drink his martini with a single olive yep and then suddenly and then there's this massive really weird <laughs> twist in the middle of the film where he gets turned into a pigeon <laughs> i don't know i don't know why i actually think the film's title is supposed to be a little bit of a pun as in spies in disguise yeah as in a spies in the skies because oh, he's, okay. he's a bird all um, oh, right okay yeah sure. it's just it's just so out of left field um you have voiced by tom holland a q style mad scientist who apparently yeah, he's has a kid. he's, he's yeah. a kid he's He's 12 years old and has apparently enacted some sort of plan to turn Will Smith into a pigeon because no one notices a pigeon and they're everywhere and they're the perfect spy. Yep. I I, I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know why, why this film... And also... In the opening bit of the trailer, it sounds like Will Smith is back to doing his like featured rap song oh, yeah. for the film, yep. like Men in Black and Wicked Wicked Wild Wild West style. <laughs> uh, I just it, it feels it feels strange. He's it doing is, a couple it is of odd, but it's a classic choices. It's a classic kind of body switch film, I guess, without the actual body switching. Yeah, it's sort of body morphing. transmorphing. The point is, it's someone's personality in a body that that does not suit them, and it is Will Smith, so you know that he's going to be hamming it up all over the place. Yeah. and yelling at the kid to like i don't know what what did he used to just go watch the fresh fresh prince of bel-air and pretend that will smith is in a pigeon for most of those episodes <laughs> and you'll get this film i really 
really actually now that you mention it I would really love to see a lot of other films that Will Smith stars in where he has to do the entire thing as a pigeon Independence Day where he's he and Jeff Goldblum are like trying to upload a virus to the mothership but they're pigeons <laughs> Um, I was thinking of, of his more serious uh, films as well, but I don't. Ali, he's trying to punch someone out as a pigeon concussion, where he's a pigeon with a weird Nigerian accent. So, yep. All right, let's move on from that rubbish to something even more terrible. Uh, in the Art of Racing in the Rain, directed by Simon Curtis and starring Milo Ventimiglia and Amanda Seyfried. No race was ever won in the first corner. Many have been lost there. I should know. I was born to be a race car driver, but there's only one problem. That's not me. That's me. He picked me out of a pile of pups, a tangled mass of paws and tails. (laughs) This one. Definitely this one. The pick of the litter. She always said that. Well, just a minute now. We were thinking of keeping them. He always said that too. Hey. Call it fate. Call it luck. All I knew was I was meant to be his dog. You like that, huh? Like it. I loved it. So we've got, um, I mean, from the producers of Marley and Me, uh, so Marley and Me being a romantic, I don't want to say comedy, but a a romance film with a cute little puppy dog uh, as a kind of uh, central element to the film. Here we have Milo Ventimiglia playing a race car driver of some kind who adopts a puppy um, and this puppy voiced by Kevin Costner talks about how he himself is a massive fan of racing. Racing, yeah. Uh, The opening shot of this trailer is gruff Kevin uh, Kevin Costner's voice going, I was born to be a race car driver. And you see Milo... Ventimiglio driving in with his Formula One style cars and comes up as a winner. It's like, yeah, but that's not me. And then it pans across to like a puppy being held on the sideline. That's me. I'm that cute little puppy dog. I'm not the race car driver. That's a twist. And then it, it's it's a like a life journey kind of thing. It's it's yeah. Milo um, getting a puppy, going through his career as a racer, falling yep. in love with Amanda Seyfried, yep. having kids, learning the art of driving yep. in the rain. Yep. Is it? I it's, can't even remember what it's, it's called. Something yeah. like that. Like and and the weird thing is you watch this trailer and if you take the dog out of the trailer the film's exactly the same it's still about the life of milo and his wife amanda who you know are successful and have their travails and have kids and so on and so forth and really the dog is just there kind of narrating everything like he doesn't seem to play a massive part in any of the films i feel as though he's only there to tug on the heartstrings and i'm sure he probably dies of old age no he won't it's a walt disney film oh it is it is disney too it's another disney owned by disney this is it is yeah it's literally like a 20 a 20th century fox film so now it is a disney film uh like, it, it feels like it feels like it's trying to be so um, unoffensive that oh yeah. I feel I feel like it is offensive. Offen- I'm offended, offended by, by how how sickly sweet and unoffensive <laughs> it's trying to be. It's just ridiculous. Like, it's the happy shots. It's the yeah. I don't know. I like. Uh, I I get teared up when animals are die in films it's the yeah. only thing that like makes me upset yep. but I kind of feel as though if there's a car crash and both Milo and the dog die <laughs> I, like smashed against a tree I don't think I could care I can't imagine that this will be that film it this- won't be but that's that's the thing that no one that you know this film is so sickly sweet and family friendly that yep. they're not going to take that risk yep. they're not going to I think Milo uh, 
his most recent role is on uh, This Is Us, like an ABC family sure. TV show where yep. he plays a dad from the 70s who it then turns out has died. And it's like a two stories of like him and um, uh, Mandy Moore right. as a, a young married couple struggling to get by with these three babies. And then it cuts to the future and it's those three kids all grown up. And you're trying to go, oh, who, how did the dad die? And what's and like, so he's already gone from a sickly, sweet, family friendly, <laughs> uh, emotional roller coaster yep. to like, I mean, he's being typecast now. I mean, yeah. I, I would much rather have him being stayed as the typecast uh, superhero. I don't know. Wasn't he also in like some you sort of Fast him? and Furious type film? No. No, like Need for Speed. No. Wasn't it like, I think Fast and Furious is like, I want to say, I'm not going to say A grade because it's not A grade. No. But then like B grade would have been um, Need for Speed. Yeah. I'm fairly sure there was like a, a C grade, something under what, that. A car robbery bank heist. <laughs> That's a great name for a yeah. film. Yeah. Car robbery bank heist. <laughs> Styling, as <laughs> you would expect, Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> let's go with that. This is kind of like the Gilmore Girls without any of the Gilmore yeah. Girls edge or wit. So if you like Milo in that... Maybe you was like, he in that one? He was in Gilmore Girls. Was yeah. Chris Pratt in Gilmore Girls? No, he wasn't. Not that I'm aware of anyway. All right, on to the final film for this week's special, which is Playing With Fire, directed by Andy Fickman and starring John Cena, Keegan-Michael Key and John Leguizamo. Gentlemen, we are Smoke Jumpers, the most elite team of firefighters in the world. We must be at our very best. Every second of every day. Give me a line. What I say, and we do it now. He said no. We're a go for extraction. No, wait, what? So we've got uh, a. It's kind of like it's a family live-action comedy, which we well, haven't had for a little while. But it's true. But it doesn't start out that way. And like, obviously, we've spoiled it now, saying it's a family-friendly film. But the the trailer starts out as if it's going to be a high-octane, high-intensity. We're smoke jumpers. We jump into the bush. The well, not bush forest fires. I imagine yeah. they call them in America, and we are the tough guys with the helicopters. Yep. And um, uh, oh, we rescued some quaint little family, and now we've got the the, the kids who don't have parents <laughs> are stuck in the fire station, and we've got to take care of them. Yep. But I'm a big, muscly John Cena. How am I supposed <laughs> to be a, a father figure to these cute little kids? Well, it's even like you know, we're all incompetent firefighters who, while we can put out fires, we definitely can't raise these three kids. Yeah, how dare they? Uh, and then there's all the shenanigans that they get up to while they are temporarily living in the firehouse. I don't understand what the premise of this is. It's something along the lines of, like, John Cena's like, okay, your parents are missing, therefore we're legally obligated to look after you indefinitely until your parents turn up. And, like, I'm pretty sure that's not, that's how, not how it works. any of that works. You know, but these Hollywood bigwigs who don't care about the actual child <laughs> yeah. system. Yeah, where's of, the accuracy yeah, here? Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of really goofy pratfall kind of things in here as well where yeah. they've, they've done wire stunts to throw people against walls they yeah. um, have a kid who's on the end of the hi- a fire hose being thrown around the, the office yeah. uh, I just it feels very Nickelodeon in a way where yeah. if a actual proper film studio got their hands on this they <laughs> they might actually take it slightly more seriously but who, what did Nickelodeon did the, the Door of the Explorer film I yeah, think was one the, we watched quite action, recently uh, um, where it just kind of feels a bit too colourful, a bit too, um, like it's not taking itself seriously. Like it's it's quite happy to put in fart sounds and poopy noises and stuff yeah. like that, and little slide whistles as like things go weird. I feel like 
maybe I'm being a bit elitist here when I say stuff like this, but I feel like this kind these kind of films are very insulting to the intelligence of children. Yeah. Because one of the big gags in this film, and I really feel for Keegan Michael Key, who we, you know, tried to cast in something reputable a while back, but clearly hasn't worked. Um, where like the little girl in this film says that, you know, she's got to go boom, boom. And then John Cena's just like, what's well, boom, boom? Like, I don't know what that means. And then she poops. She poops her pants. She poops her pants. And then they're like gagging on the smell. I'm just like... But you also see he's trying to improvise with John Cena. He's trying yeah. to like match John Cena in the scene and he's getting nothing. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's no escalation. <laughs> there's no playing off one another. And he's just like, okay, are we just going to pretend like it smells horrible? Yeah. This, this bit isn't actually... Go- like, I'm not actually like, acting with proper comedians. I'm yeah. acting with ex-wrestlers who kind of look like <laughs> demented, like like someone yeah, like put the- an engorgement charge, <laughs> charm on a ventriloquist doll. Cause and it went wrong. It went wrong. Like, he's... he's Hair. He, he looks weird. Yeah. He looks very weird. He he kind of dresses. I don't know if you've seen him in interviews where he wears like yeah. these three piece suits and he has this yeah, like yeah, yeah. really neat part. He kind of looks all right. Yeah. But then when you he still has that hair that has that weird part to the side and he's in this fireman's outfit. Yeah. I, he looks much more like a. He doesn't look like a natural person. He looks like <laughs> someone who who's, who's gone on the roids for too long yes. and even his <laughs> jaw muscles have started got have got their own biceps. No, I, I feel like he was on the roids because he was trying to develop certain parts of his body that just wouldn't develop. So the rest of his body kept developing. Yeah, and the other parts just didn't. So. It's just it's just misproportioned. Yeah, he looked much better with the the military style crew cut. Yeah, uh, and when he was trying to be the hi, I'm a scary action figure yeah. rather than hey I'm just a lovable guy with a big heart and big muscles. Yeah, exactly. Like this, I think we've talked about this before about how John Cena sort of wants to be the new Rock. And yeah. the problem with that is that The Rock still exists and he's yes. still doing that job And Dave Bautista's also trying to do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're and coming it, for you, Rock. They are. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just think that John Cena is in a distant third in that stake. Like, I don't I, know. I don't think he can get anywhere close. Like, this is not his kindergarten cop. This is not his, like, you know, it's not his, what was the Rock one called? Tooth Fairy. Like, I, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just not... I can't see John Cena... Actually, he was in an animated film. Never mind. But not a Disney film. It was Ferdinand the Bull, I yeah, believe. John was. Cena was in there. Yeah. Um, uh, I suppose Vin Diesel also had the pacifier. It's true, yeah. They, they, uh, there's these big, muscly so guys weird, who, yeah. who apparently always go off and do these family-friendly kids' films. And I suppose if John Cena wants to follow in the footsteps laid down by... Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, and <laughs> what was the family-friendly one that Jean Claude Van Damme did? I don't know if he did. He actually? I don't do know. It? I don't know if he Surely did. Not. He probably did. So I know Stephen Stallone, uh, Sylvester Stallone, rather did. Uh, Stop or my mum will shoot. Stallone. Exactly. Yep. I think we had discussed that the one gra- My mum is a car or something. My mother the car. No, that wasn't his, was it? <laughs> that is a show. I, it is not. I'm not making this up. Go and research this intern. But it is a show. All right. Uh, anyway, is this, is this what I have to do now? If you yes, can't just you call do. the academy, I don't need the academy anymore. <laughs> just research an intern. Okay, fine. We got booted out of the academy. I'll, a while I'll back have anyway. the report on your desk in the morning, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Great. All right, those are the three trailers for this week's special. But of course, before we can do anything with those, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room. All right, let's have a quick recap of the films for this week's episode. First of all, we have... A kids animated spy action pigeon film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> body swap body, animated. Body, body swap yep. animated animal spy film. Will Smith, Tom Holland. 
uh, then, we, uh, then we, we have a sickly sweet uh, a- animal interacting with a journey of a family. Yes, with a with a human voiceover for the animal. I yes, think that's the important. I suppose part. like uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. They don't always do that, but I didn't. Um, uh, disgraced actor uh, from House of Cards, Kevin Spacey, yeah. do like some he weird do, cat film where he did, and uh, it was directed by um, uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so if if we go down that path, it's going to have to be like elder statesman type person doing <laughs> weird voice, but that's fine. Yep, and finally we have. A big, muscly action star tries to do a family friendly taking care of kids. Yes, with people who are genuinely comedically talented sure um i don't remember who picked in the last uh, session uh, so i think i'll just pick instead all right okay i have no power to overrule that at all no you do not uh not until the next uh, board meeting all right which, uh, i will schedule in at a point to be determined <laughs> 2021 <laughs> uh look when i first saw it i thought this is a thing that has to happen uh, and we are definitely doing the art of racing in the rain. I, I think out of all of them, it feels like the... The most ripe for adaptation, yes. perhaps. The, the one where a, um, a a studio such as ours would look at that and go, hey, we could do a film like that. Yeah, we could, yeah. That, that's not too hard. We can get a couple of actors who haven't been in anything for a while yeah. and a cute animal and get someone who... You know, we pay quite a bit of money, but really only spends about two days in the voice studio recording it while <laughs> all the other people actually have to be on set shooting it uh, live yeah, exactly. action. Uh, now, to me, the the crux of this film is taking a very ordinary story with very little in the way of, like, uh, situations or circumstances that really need to be put into cinema or onto film and adding an animal to it. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is very much a guy meets girl. They get married. They have a kid. Yeah. They have, you know, ver- so, various little complications, but nothing that's like, we one, need to write a film about no, this. One of, one of the people involved has a somewhat interesting job of racing cars. Yeah. And it is also a very generic uh, like golden Labrador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not not an interesting animal. Or I think that's where our distinction is going to be. We we will choose an animal yep. of some note, some, something that you haven't seen in films. Yeah, um, it's going to be since, tough. Since you know Matt LeBlanc <laughs> had to take care of an orangutan who was a pitcher <laughs> for a minor league baseball team. Oh, uh, there was that also that film we did about Salvador Dali a while back. Yeah, where we, we had, had the. the, uh, the Capuchin. It wasn't. It wasn't no. a capuchin. It was a a, a golden tamarind or yeah, a, a, yeah, a bearded ma- tamarind, a bearded marmoset. Bearded, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like this crazy kind of monkey yeah, you know, thing with a mustache. We've, we've worked with animals before. We yeah. know what we're doing. Yeah, that's right. We've worked with very exotic animals too. So we can definitely pull something from that. Uh, so we pool. need we need an animal and an unusual job. I think yep. is a, a fundamental. Yep. There yep. Yep. where, but we also need a job that's kind of. From a kid's perspective, it's kind of one of those jobs that, like, when you ask kids when they're about five years old what they want to do, it's definitely one of the jobs. Is that it they astronaut come up with. then? Yeah, it's definitely astronaut. Because I think we we also watched a trailer for is it Ad Astra? Ad Astra, the yeah. Brad Pitt film, which I don't think we're going to talk about. No, well, we may talk about it in the future, but no. it's a weird space sort of and thing. To be topical as well, I believe today uh, or earlier this morning, India just sent a rocket to the moon. There you or, go, uh, a rocket to the moon. A really? rocket to the moon. Yeah, they just, they just threw it up there. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with it but it's going to the moon uh so you know space is definitely in in the in vogue at the moment i believe you know people various people trying to get to mars uh nasa is thinking about going back to the moon and so on and so forth really yeah uh i think we we do that we we make the um the story about an astronaut yep 
and then uh, through a, a wacky set of circumstances, they come across this animal. Uh, it's it, not. It, it's not too wacky. I, not, I mean, not, it's, not it's, incredible, not, but it's not playing with fire levels of no, wacky. Uh, Whether the fire station is filling up with soap suds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely like it's. It's not. Uh, it's. It's heartwarming. I, I think, think it is heartwarming, and what I want it to be is. Uh, so I believe that most of the American um, uh, space. Uh, shuttle launches and, and rocket launches happen in Florida, in Florida various oh, areas of Florida. I think I can see where this is going. I'm not, sure. I, I'm not sure you can because I haven't determined what animal it is yet. All right, but I, I, think I thought that, you were going with a gator because it's in Florida. <laughs> I did think of gator, but there's also turtles. There's turtles. Turtles okay. might be nice, uh, but I think that like given that these rocket launches are sort of on the fringes of swampland. Uh, I would say that this astronaut, while out on a sort of training run one day in early in the morning, comes across an injured animal. I like I like tortoise. I think yeah. that sort of really slow. Also, I think there's a nice symmetry between the dome of the tortoise's shell and that, uh, that yeah, glass yeah. dome yep. astronaut's helmet. Yep. I like it sort of floating around in space because, yep. like, it's it's also quite slow moving. And as it's sort of like, yeah, uh, there's a nice yeah, symmetry we'll, there. We'll make it so that the we'll do um, rather than the sort of new style of capsules on top of rockets that they tend to go with these days i want to go for the classic um space shuttle program like yeah. endeavor and and not, yep, yep. Col- not columbia but anyway um just where like you have a bunch of rockets and then strapped to the side of it is a like standalone um like capture standalone enclosure or, or shuttle for the astronauts yeah and i like the idea that that shuttle is kind of turtle shaped as well okay yep sure so that you have the the metaphor of being protected by the turtle shell yeah of the spaceship well, that's interesting as well because when you're in space the only thing that's protecting you is like this thin, hell, thin yeah, exactly. layer of material that yeah. between you and the vacuum of space yeah exactly it's the same so thing you're, with the- you're tucked inside your little helmet in the same way that t- i see totally yeah, perfect it is perfect it's it absolutely, absolutely perfect. perfect so uh it's an astronaut they were out on a morning jog uh, around the launch site because that's what astronauts do right they just live on the launch site yeah just waiting for the clock to go down <laughs> before they can get into the shuttle uh and um they happen across like a, a an injured turtle and i think we can put very very subtle commentary about how the you know the rush to try and go into space has caused these habitats to get messed around and that's why the turtle sort of out in a place where it's not meant to be but you know that's this is a this is a Disney-esque film, so it's only ever going to be incredibly yeah. subtle. We're not we're not trying to be political. We're no. not trying to say anything. If if anything, it's just like no people people are alive and they live their lives, and yeah. these are some of the things that happen some in their lives. Things happen, yeah, just like normal everyday people. So this astronaut, yeah, discovers this turtle, how it's injured, and decides um, to nurse it back to health while still going through the training. So while I think there's going there's the going to be some fun sequences oh, yeah. where like. You know, the astronaut gets strapped into that, you know, that chair that does the... The spinning, um, the G's, the, the yeah. Zero, the G's simulator or it whatever it is. It does the G's, And yeah. it does the G's, and the turtle's in there too, because the astronaut's trying to look how, after it. And what better way to look after a turtle than to strap it to a G simulator? So, I, see, in my head, I'm still doing some really wacky CG with the turtle, but I think all practical effects. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a, a real turtle. Real turtle. Yeah. And, you know... Uh, right. Well, when we can't use a real turtle, it's just like a... Jim Henson will help us out, I think, with some <laughs> hyper-realistic puppet. Yeah, exactly. Puppet. We'll, we'll have, a, I'm actually, have a puppet. Yeah, the way that a turtle moves means that, like, you can probably not even have an animatronic and <laughs> just <laughs> have, like, a solid cast-painted yeah, exactly. turtle and like, no one would tell the difference. Turtles can't move half the time exactly. anyway. But how cute's it going to be when we strap it into its own little space suit? Yeah, that's pretty... it's going to be a little turtle. It'll be It'll be like turtle. a tiny little turtle. A little bit bigger than... Po- like, what are we looking at? Like a... Uh, not bowling ball size, a bit smaller than that. Uh, I reckon small enough so that 
here's how I want it to happen, uh, how I want it to go. Um, halfway through the film, the astronaut decides that um, they're going to take the turtle with them into space, yes. but not tell anyone. Oh, absolutely. And the way that they do it is they sneak the turtle like on top of their head while their helmet is on. Oh, right. It is that. It, it, it is, is that. The turtle is the exact size yeah. of the tiny little cavity at the yeah, top yeah, of an exactly. astronaut spacesuit. Yep. Yeah. But this is what happens because it is a Disney-esque film after all. The launch gets scrubbed because the weight differential's all off. They're like, what's going on? You weigh more than what you're meant to weigh for this mission and it will throw off everything. The center of gravity is wrong. All the like G-men at ground control who won't be smoking because it's not no. 1969 anymore. But um, Or is it? Well, I don't know. Could it be? Is it a, do I, no? You know no, what? It doesn't. No, the art, it doesn't of, race, feel like, the art yeah. of racing in the rain is the kind of film where you have no idea what year it's meant to be because exactly. it's just kind of like it could be anywhere from nineteen sixty yeah, to two thousand and twenty. The entire film is sort of shrouded in perpetual sun, like a sunset. It's, it's got this soft focus, orangey glow. Uh, uh, the, the the fashion, the cars, they're yeah. all like completely ambiguous. Yep, yep. It's two white people, yeah. so you know it can't. <laughs> you know, it could be any point in exactly. history. Exactly. So I think we'll do it for this film, where the spatial designs are kind of a weird mixture of old and new, uh, and oh, the yeah. technology is a mix of old and new. So we won't have the the G men smoking, but maybe I don't know. One of them will be vaping in a corner or something. <laughs> um. In anyway, so they like scrub the mission. They call the astronaut. Um, into a tribunal. The astronauts still wearing their spacesuit, of course, because they're like taken straight off the shuttle right. into the tribunal. And then they're just like, "What's going on? What have you done? This is not correct." And then they sort of just slow, like they like, "Okay, I'm going to come clean." Unclips their helmet, pulls the uh, helmet off, and there's a little turtle on top of their head. I kind of thought a lot of this film would be set in space, and they're looking. Oh no, it will be. No, no, yeah. I reckon most of the film is trying to get to space. And we oh, end, yeah. end the film when the, the ultimate goal is breaching the Earth's atmosphere to yes. feel zero gravity. Yep. And then we have, like, um, you know, Elton John's Rocket Man or David <laughs> Bowie's Space Oddity or <laughs> any one of those, you know... It's definitely Space Oddity. Yeah. Uh, uh, when they sort of, like, they hit zero gravity and then both of them, the turtle yep. and the, the main protagonist, uh, like, release their clips and start floating like this is it this is what the entire yeah, film we've yeah. worked up to this point I love it uh, and, and then that's oh I've got even more like more to sort of push it push forward in this whole idea and to make the whole payoff of them being in space feel more have more resonance so because the turtle is going to be voiced by a human actor to be determined I'm uh, pretty sure I know who it is okay great we'll, we'll reveal that later uh, I think that the whole desire for the turtle to be in space is because gravity has always worked against its favor on oh, earth oh exactly you know when like turtles flip over it's an effort for them to like flip back up on top of onto their legs but in gravity like in sorry in zero g not a no. problem it's the perfect habitat for a turtle gravity can't get it anymore exactly so it's been this lifelong dream for this turtle to get into space so it can feel what it's like to be unburdened by the shackles of gravity. Um, so, yeah, when you finally see that turtle fly off and fly off upside down and float away in zero G, it's that very poignant moment when you realise that all of its dreams have come true. Yeah, they're no longer shackled by the bounds of, of gravity. It, yeah. is, it is a, uh, a a sense of freedom, a sense of relief. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think that that will be the... The, the like the preamble for this film will be about how this turtle is desperate to become an astronaut. Uh, this turtle's desperate to get into space to yeah. feel what it's, it's like. It's spent its entire life sitting 
off the side of yeah. Cape Canaveral or Cape yeah. Kennedy or whatever. Every that- everyone puts it down. Uh, you know the the various other animals that live around Florida. Um, uh. All the other humans that don't care about animals. <laughs> gravity itself gravity has put itself. it itself. So now it can. You know it wants to go into space to prove everyone wrong and to you know to overcome uh, its own. You know. I guess uh, inability to do certain things. So in, in a lot of these films, the uh, animal is like the the bystander as yeah. characters' lives develop. So we have yeah. we have the astronaut. Is there a love interest for the astronaut? Oh, is there as yeah. a family? Yeah, there's all. Yeah, it's it's one of those like little things. Um, oh, I mean, do we make? I mean, I'm not sure what NASA's policy is on pregnant astronauts, but. Is it kind of like... <laughs> Probably, yeah, okay. Uh, again, like, I, I kind of want to bring in the whole turtle analogy for, um, like, a mother who's about to give birth, sort of protecting something inside of her and, and so on okay. and so forth. So maybe that's the sort of, before she becomes an astronaut, she has, you know, a child. Um, so she has a small family. All right. Um, they, uh, you know, she's the... She's always away from home because she's training to become an astronaut. So the home life is a little bit up and down. Yep. Um, and again, maybe it's the turtle that sews it all together for them. The, the turtle that brings the family back together. There's definitely the conflict of like, you just want to go in space and yeah, like abandon, yeah. the, abandon the family. And, and she, the astronaut's just like, you don't understand. It's like a lifelong dream. Yeah. And, uh, it creates tension. And we have that sort of second act drama as it's all going to sort of break apart and all yeah. come to... To, to the conclusion that we finish it off when they actually get into the space um, for some reason and we can't cast her because we cast her in a lot of stuff but I, I really want Alison Brie not Alison Brie uh, uh, Brie Larson Brie Larson because of Ca- Captain Marvel but I yeah. think we've, we've cast her recently and I think with you know Milo especially he's definitely not coming from A-list <laughs> big budget Marvel yeah, yeah, exactly. type films you, you've got to go for the slightly you know lesser Who's who's coming from that sort of? I mean, we could just steal from this is us and put Mandy Moore in there. Mandy Moore in the role. Yeah, well, let's the- put Mandy Moore in there because I haven't seen, I haven't seen her for a while, a long honestly. time. The last time I remember seeing her was in Scrubs, in like <laughs> early two thousands or something. So I, I'm happy to bring her think, back. And also, I think I mentioned I uh, normally this animal's voiced by an elder statesman. Yep. But if there's anything that several of the other animated film trailers we watched this week uh, told us <laughs> is that Tom Holland is uh, <laughs> is just the darling right now. Of, yeah, exactly. Of voicing, and he for some he has a very charming English accent yeah. in real life, but for whatever reason in the the Pixar film and uh, also the Spies in the Skies. Yeah, uh, they get him to do his American accent. Yeah, I, I just don't know why. Like it just, to me, it makes no sense because I think part of Tom Holland doing that accent is to sound like an ordinary American boy, like yeah. an ordinary American kid. So effectively, when you cast him in a voice role, all you're getting is ordinary American kid, which any other actor could have played. Exactly. Like I, I don't, I don't really understand why that's the case. But hey. You know what? Let's get Tom Holland. Tom to do Holland, it. Let's and, and see if we can get him out of his New York accent yeah. and more into a Florida accent. Yeah, whatever need, that happens, we need to, to give be. him like a little bit more of a like a southern drawl. Like a I don't, Florida doesn't really have that sort of southern. Oh, they've got they've got a, a little they've got a little bit of a well, whatever he decides. Whatever, got, yeah. whatever he decides is good for that yeah. sort of area. Just not just not your bloody Spider Man accent. No, just give us something new. Give it a little bit of a 
age it up a little bit as well. You are a turtle. Yep. Um, you know, turtle has a bit of wisdom. Maybe this turtle... Uh, how old is this turtle? I mean, turtles live to like two or three hundred years old. Oh, I don't depends, actually, on, not, depends on the turtle. It's, it's not Florida turtles. No, they do. <laughs> uh, and it's it's also a tortoise, I believe, because the turtle yeah. has flippers for yep. feet, and the the tortoise has right. little stubby legs. That's a tortoise. Um, uh, and uh, I mean, even if it is like a sixty year old tortoise, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like could be just like just past uh, ah, adolescence. He, yeah, exactly. Like 60 years in turtle years is or tortoise years is quite young. And, so and that's we can, why do, we can, we can actually do a really world. nice montage at the start where it's watching the the 1969 rockets launch, the moon uh, landing. Yeah. And so like you you actually see the life of this turtle as it's as it's uh, like dreaming yeah. and yep. watching the the technology of the rockets change, yep. uh, dreaming of one day being up there and eventually sort of finding its chance I th- through when I think what space astronaut is anymore. It, it hatches <laughs> It hatches out of its egg, and and just as it hatches, uh, you know, Apollo 11 is lifting off from the ground. Yeah. So, you know, there's a... I think, like, it hatches, and there's a whole bunch of rumbling going on, yeah. and it seems very chaotic, and it's because as soon as that uh, tortoise hatches, the Apollo 11 rocket takes off. Well, I mean, we, we could even do it earlier. You could do it like Apollo 7, and, you know, as it's aging, <laughs> the, I was going to say the rings of a tree. No, I, I think... Yeah, whatever. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. There's definitely... S- spent its life living in the shadow yeah, of, I, of the NASA space missions. Yeah, I think if you think of, like, there's Apollo 11 and all the other Apollo missions that followed it, the Apollo 13, uh, all the, the space shuttle missions in the 90s and the 2000s, mm. I think it's just been perpetually watching. Yeah. And now, because NASA hasn't done a lot in the terms of space travel in the last decade and maybe a bit more, it's sort of thinking... Um, now that the they've announced that they're doing a new moon trip, yeah, this uh, is its chance. This is its chance, and yeah, maybe that's how it gets into the accident. So it's sort of trying to head to Cape Canaveral um, for a rocket launch. Gets hit by a car or something. I don't know. Yeah, gets something. hit by gets hit by a space moon buggy while yeah. they were doing a test uh, drive of it. You and know what it is. And it, it's, yeah. got a, it's got a cracked shell. Yeah, yep. that the cracked shell is like shown later on when there's a cracked space. Like there's, there's so uh, much. It's even better. You know what? You know the, the astronaut rescues the tortoise. So Mandy Moore rescues the tortoise. Uses NASA space technology helmet technology to repair oh, the tortoise right. shell. So the tortoise is now part helmet. Uh, so the little yeah, the little it's, it's got a, it's, it's got a like fiberglass welding through yeah, the, and the, and the crack in its and shell, and the welding has a little like like she's she's cut it off an existing helmet, so the end of NASA. Oh right, that little swooshy there, yeah. and that swooshy space logo. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. So uh, then you know the tur- the turtle the tortoise rather is now na- I guess it's now NASA property it's property of NASA. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got the voice for the turtle. Yep. we've we've got the 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 lead uh, astronaut. Yep. Astronaut. We don't really care who the husband is. It could is. be anyone. It could it be husband, wife. Doesn't matter. It, like whatever. Cast whoever you want. Whoever's in the dregs of TV world at the moment. Yeah. Uh, or who hasn't been on TV for. In fact, you know what? It's one of the people that was prominent on TV, uh, but did not really make the jump to the streaming TV stuff where it's really taken off. I'm thinking of like. Um, is it Zach Braff then? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It is Zach Braff. All right, okay. So it's Zach Braff uh, who's now teaming up with his former partner uh, in Mandy Moore for this space film. Um, all right, I like it. So, and then you know, as as and some kids actors, I guess we'll find oh, from yeah. somewhere. Look, Doesn't matter. Still the ones from dime a dozen playing with fire. If playing we really with fire, want to. Sure. Uh, why not? Um, all right, great. So. 
I think that's it. I think the only thing we need to do now is the, film the, the most difficult part of our jobs, which is coming up with a title for this film. Well, I mean, they didn't put a lot of effort into the art of driving in the rain. <laughs> it just it doesn't it doesn't really capture yeah. its puppy race driver. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. what's Marley and Me? What are the other ones? Um the, what's sea- the name of our tortoise as well. Did oh, we, we need to name, name do we yeah. need to name the tortoise? I think so. The only name for a tortoise I can remember is the the Roald Dahl book Ezio Trot. Which, when oh, it was yeah. revealed to me that's just tortoise, tortoise spelled backwards, backwards I'm yeah. like, oh, you got me, Roald Dahl, I with your you know whimsical, what, magical adventures. You know what the tortoise is called? Buzz. Buzz. Yeah. After Aldrin, after... Oh, we, uh, and Lightyear. We, we, yeah, exactly. we, could, we could call him Michael Collins, the, <laughs> the one person no one remembers from the uh, <laughs> Apollo 11. Oh, someone had to pilot the spaceship yeah, as it right, orbited right. while Neil and Buzz... So we can call him Colin. 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 Yeah. So the person that got left in the shell oh. of the space capsule. Oh, so much, you know, meaning yeah. in, in every decision we exactly. make. Exactly. Metaphors, similes, all that stuff. Um, uh, okay, yeah. So it's Colin, Colin the tortoise, uh, <laughs> named after uh, the Apollo 11 astronaut of the same name. Um and uh, so the name of this film, we're dealing with space travel. We're dealing yep. with a tortoise. We're dealing with a tortoise with a broken shell. Uh, so there's a you know kind of like a space disaster thing yep. going there um and uh, it's also like a feel good family friendly yeah. not quite comedy it's definitely not a comedy no it's not it's it's way too sickly sweet to be a comedy exactly yeah um, what do you call those kind of films advent no not comedy not it's not a drama either no it it is genuinely just a family film family film yeah a family friendly family film yeah um cuz even like things like leaving gravity which is like it's just it's too too actiony exactly yeah. it needs to have like a um how about just colin colin in space it's actually really <laughs> hard to pronounce colin's big space adventure um so I, I definitely think we need to take the the really long and needlessly yep. flowery thing yep it needs to be like kind of goofy and inspirational yep all right all right i've got it all, all right. right okay you ready for this uh on the edge of the stars that is, <laughs> it's so bad that it's perfect. Yeah. It just it, it encapsulates everything I, that's wrong with these kind of films. <laughs> that it, it it says it almost <laughs> it almost means something, but it actually means nothing. Not a thing, and technically incorrect as well. Yeah. you're nowhere near the stars. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, all right, on the edge of our, <laughs> on the edge of the stars. Yeah, on the edge of the stars, and then the poster will just be. You know, Mandy Moore holding her space helmet, looking up at the stars, I th- I and then the turtle will be on top of the helmet. Oh, I thought she was going to be holding it as if it was a space helmet, but it is just the turtle. And she, oh. No, I think the turtle... No, the turtle has to be small enough to fit under her helmet, I Oh, remember, yeah, so okay. I think, like, she's holding the helmet, and then on top of the helmet oh, the is the, the turtle and, and also looking up at the they're, stars. They're both, yeah, they're both sort of gazing to the top left as if to look into into the stars, but yep. they, they both, even though one's a, a tortoise and one's... A um uh, a female <laughs> astronaut uh, that uh, uh, yeah they they've both and, and and maybe we Photoshop in reflections of the stars into oh, yeah, their eyes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And there's probably an American flag <laughs> flapping in the background somewhere. Oh, there 100 yeah. percent is. 
Um, and we'll try and get backing from NASA to use all their graphics, but I'm sure they lend that out pretty willingly. Yeah, we, we've done another. They, they lend us the graphics for that. Um, oh, they did too. Yeah. yeah, we did some. Oh, we did that NASA film ages ago. Yeah, the, the film that's actually decent. Hey, hey! <laughs> As an intern working and striving to better this company, I, I refuse <laughs> to hear any negative thoughts or uh, opinions about the the back catalogue of. Uh, movie film studios and that's the kind of moxie i like to hear from my interns you are promoted can i be co-creator again yes you may all right co-founder i will will give up one of my co-creator credits okay and you can have one of them i'm getting them back slowly (laughs) and i think that's a wrap housekeeping as per usual we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find every single episode we've produced for the podcast, our bios and the list of films that we've created on this podcast. You're going to have to update those bios yeah, I to, know. to <laughs> more accurately reflect the roles <laughs> that you're undertaking. I'm going to have to reverse the positions of, the, uh, of us as well because I think you come first at the moment and that's just not on. I will not have an intern slash co-founder above me. Intern slash co-founder. We are on various social media platforms, Twitter. We are at Movie Film Studio. Um, We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We post little animated snippets of the podcast on those platforms as well. Uh, Soon, having a bit of a HD uh, upgrade at the moment. um, They will be featuring... As part of the the revamped, reordered, restructured uh, company, the uh, the animations are getting an upgrade as well. That's right. They're going to be in glorious Technicolor. Um, very, very soon, as soon as I finish drawing all the damn art for it. Um, what else? Uh, we'll be performing as part of It's Sandpit. Yes, uh, we will. In, in two weeks' time, but it's more than likely possible that you won't be able to attend unless you're an alumni yep. of that school. So That's right. If, you, if yeah. you've attended any improv theatre Sydney um, classes and you'd like to come along and uh, and see us perform yep. that's on Wednesday August, August 7th at uh, the It's at the It's Theatre uh, in Redfern Theatre in Redfern that's the one next to the FBI music uh, FBI radio station headquarters if you're an alumni of It <laughs> you probably know where it is <laughs> If you have a particular animal in your life that is severely lacking in something to listen to, how about you direct them to our podcast? We can be found on iTunes, Podbean, uh, Spotify, YouTube, and pretty much any other place that you get podcasts from. And our website as well. They're all there waiting for you. And I think that's it. All that remains is to thank you once again for listening. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Roll credits.